News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO. Once again, 64 degrees in Kalamazoo. Time now for a, a special edition of Over the Garden Fence, brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floral Garden Center, right there at the corner of Millam and 12th Streets. And be taking some time off for the holiday, but not before letting us know of some current timely tips. So we'll get to that, as well as a few of the phone calls and conversations that we've had over the past. I look forward to uh, hearing some of the great information there. So if you do have a comment or question, hang on to those until next Saturday morning when Andy will be back live in the studio. Good morning and welcome everybody to the first week in July. Jeez, wow. July 1st, July 4th, coming up tomorrow. Welcome everybody to Over the Garden Fence. I'm your host, Andy Waddell, and uh, spring went quick. An early, beautiful April. Then uh, some good hard frost in late April and early May. And then bone-dry drought in June. And now lots of moisture, including record amounts of rain across the counties, including floods in Detroit and other counties. We are definitely blessed with moisture. You know, in Michigan, we kind of get the extremes, don't we? Extreme cold to hot, drought to drowning. You know, a few years ago when it was over 107, 100, and 100 degrees for uh, many days straight, that following winter we got 20 to 25 below. That's about 130 degree variance in temperatures. Really, what's a gardener supposed to do? You know, I always say Michigan is blessed with amazing seasons. One season makes you appreciate or yearn for the next. So there's a hot, muggy season upon us right now. We really appreciate the next time we get a nice, cool wind. So how is your yard? Need some color? Need some screening? Need some shade? Stop down to the nursery sometime. It's bursting at the seams with beautiful hundreds of varieties of hydrangeas, spireas, wigilias, New clematis, new native elderberry, fresh emerald green arborvitaes. Looking for some quick shade? Stop down for some autumn blaze or burgundy bell maple, London plane tree, the new emerald city tulip tree, just to name a few. You know, um, really experienced gardeners seldom really need a calendar to know when certain events are or when certain will be taking place in their landscaping. Some examples are kind of like when black raspberries are ready to pick. The dandelions are in the puffball stage. It's actually time to apply crabgrass preventer. And when the magnolias are in bloom, we usually have a hard frost. When you see corn silk appears on the corn, corn earworms begin, you'll begin their annual feast. And when it rained the other day, we will have a host of plant diseases. And if we have a mild winter, Dogwood and Redbud will put on a spectacular spring show. Watching the seasons unfold and working with God's creation is what makes gardening very interesting. We never really have a dull moment in our gardening experience in Michigan. One thing we experienced this week is picking our first black raspberries in the garden. Delicious and priceless. 
a taste that's actually hard to buy. In most landscapings, maybe there's room for a small raspberry patch. I highly recommend them. And I'll talk a little later about maybe an area if you don't have a spot. When cultivating gardens, the raised gardens out the other night, I noticed Colorado potato beetles were very active. They're striped down the back side of them, and one shot of takedown will fix them right away. Still safe on your vegetables, no problem. Other un unwanted pests and vegetable gardens should be watched, as such, such as uh, cutworm on newly sprouted seeds. They especially like green beans and onions. Um, improved slug and nail bait will surely help. Protect pumpkins and squash from squash vine borer and uh, with sprays of garden f-stop will surely help. Tomato worms will soon arrive um, as well as anthracnose leaf spot. Protect um, tomatoes with, um, again, f-stop or your fungal oil. Um, again, remember to do your spraying. When it's in the cool of the day, 72 degrees or less, there's going to be times when we won't be able to and just avoid those days. All lawns are definitely experiencing disease problems right now, some definitely more than others. Anthracnose, leaf spot, powdery mildew, red thread, melting out are just a few of the turf diseases that cause real problems. Bring in turf samples right now to Adele's uh, diagnostic department for identification. Some lawn diseases are very specific as to their target disease, so let's make sure to identify the problem before you buy a certain product. Things like F-stop or disease, um, disease X are great for your lawn fungus problems, and uh, bring in a, uh, we've said before, Jim always says, bring a shoebox with a 6 by 6 sample um, undisturbed, and we can help you identify your pH and how well your roots are doing and actually give it back to you when you're done. Powdery mildew is also showing up on annuals and perennial plants, including zinnias, phlox, begonias, some shrubs, including um, common lilac. Downy mildew is not normally as prolific in Michigan as powdery mildew. The two are not related. So identification is important for good control. So what will we say again? Bring in samples to Waddell's for identification. Downy mildew almost every time is eradication or removal of the plant. Powdery mildew can easily be controlled. Keep an eye right now also a sharp eye out on slugs. They can do it quickly defoliate uh, many plants such as marigolds, salvia, hosta, dahlias, just to name a few. I had actually talked to a grower and said, I never see the slugs. Well, most of the time, slugs do a lot of their work in the evening. So on the improved snail and slug bait put around some of those plants will surely take care of a lot of the problem. Spruce and arborvita also uh, are, can be very infested with spider mite right now. They are showing a smoky or a burnt cast to the underside of the emerald green arborvitas. If present, sometimes you can take a clean white piece of paper and put it inside the plant, shake the plant, bring that white piece of paper back out and see if you can see little red spider mites. Chances are you will. If present, spray the spruce and arborvita with takedown and make sure again to spray 
in the cool of the evening. Right now, roses are blooming really well. Lots of huge bouquets on nearly every bush. To keep the summer bloom coming on, make sure you deadhead flowers as soon as they fade. Prune back to the first stem with five leaves. Again, if you need to do some pruning, cut it back. Just don't cut the tips off. Cut back to the first stem that has five leaves on it. Fertilize roses every month from August, uh, from April, excuse me, to August with rose tone. Uh, very good for good feeding. A lot of times roses blooms fail to properly open and thrips can be the culprit. Flower thrips cause rosebuds to ball up without opening and the petals turn brown. When infestations are heavy, few flowers normally open. To control, all infested buds should be picked off, destroyed, and then sprayed with takedown or triple action. If roses haven't done any feeding, right now also black spot or powdery mildew is getting on your roses too. Um, again, triple action would be very good or fungoil for that purpose. Make sure you again water your plants first. They'll help. They'll uh, appreciate that a lot. One of our most common items that we uh, enjoy out in the nursery is hydrangeas. A lot of comments recently have been my traditional blue hydrangea just are not as blue as they once were. And the culprit is probably likely the pH. For blue hydrangeas to keep their striking blue color, the soil pH should range from 5 to 5.5. To lower pH correctly, apply the right amount of garden sulfur to assure bright blue hydrangeas every year. New planting compared to existing planting stop in Waddell's for the right instructions. It does take a little work, but the payoff definitely on hydrangeas, uh, we have care sheets that will surely help you um, make better flower, bigger blooms, longer lasting blooms, keeping moist, planting in the right spot. We have a hydrangea for every spot of the yard. Check in with your nursery salespeople for uh, instructions on where they go. A lot of tough summer weeds are showing up in many lawns and can be successfully controlled right now. Spotted spurge, knotweed, clover, veronica, ground ivy are all showing their ugly heads and can be sprayed with weed-free zone spread, uh, mixed with spreader sticker. A repeat application could be applied one week later to completely eradicate. I will say Waddell's had our own problems, and my uh, brother-in-law who takes care of our lawns at Waddell's, only two applications, and we had some quite... Uh, quite a weed problem in our own yard and at Waddell's now I'm very impressed two applications took every weed and can hardly see a one um, really took care of them young crabgrass plants are also beginning to make their presence in a lot of lawns as soon as young crabgrass plants are visible spray with fertilone crabgrass control be sure to keep your mower cutting high set high at three inches to help discourage broadleaf weeds and crabgrass if you're scalping, you're going to help those plants out. Last thing you want to do. Need some shade? Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center has more than 100 varieties of locally grown maple trees, oak trees, birch trees, ornamental pear trees, and ginkgo trees. And this week you can save on your favorites, like the Emerald City Tulip Tree. It's a fast-growing uniform shade tree that's already 11 to 13 feet tall, on sale for just $161. You save $28. 
Of course, no landscape is complete without a maple tree. A red point maple with its brilliant red fall color will be the standout in your neighborhood. The extra large size is now 15% off. Another shade providing beauty is a sycamore. Its peeling bark makes an interesting addition to your landscape. Take one home and save $45 this week. And don't forget, the Michigan Certified Nursery Specialist at Woodells are happy to help you pick out the trees that would do best in your landscape, and getting the right tree at the right price is easy. Woodells Nursery Florist and Garden Center, located on Texas Drive at the corner of Millen and 12th Streets. Call 345-1195 for curbside pickup. News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO, this morning's special edition of Over the Garden Fence. If you have comments and questions for Andy, keep those handy for next Saturday morning. She'll be live back into the studio. Now we'll kind of look back on some of those comments, questions. We'll start off with Monarch Habitats. We're part of this ecosystem. That's mm-hmm. what's nice about Waddell's and some of the items we grow. And that's where it's very important on the bees. It's very important on the monarchs at the same time. And it's nice that Michigan State does do very good research, and they have put together a research update just done here in the last few days in May. And Michigan is actually an important state for supporting the summer breeding population of monarchs. There's an update on what we do and don't know about increasing egg laying and survival. Throughout southwest Michigan, common milkweed is starting to emerge and adult monarch butterflies have arrived. At the start of this new monarch season, it's helpful to review what we do and actually don't know about monarch biology and conservation. Michigan is actually one of the very most important states, not the most important, but one of them in the eastern migratory monarch and supporting the summer breeding population. So recent research has focused on understanding monarchs prefer laying eggs and the fate of those eggs and young larvae. In the studies, monarchs have laid most of eggs in common milkweed. And also, although butterfly milkweed has helped, swamp milkweed also have all been utilized, especially late in the summer. But when given a choice of laying eggs on common milkweed in different types of habitat, monarchs showed varying preferences. In one year, monarchs laid more eggs and milkweed in a cornfield, and then the following year in a grassland habitat. But the studies have shown where milkweed is their preference. 79% of the time, they want to lay in the milkweed over the butterfly weed. Now, there is definitely a beauty in the butterfly weed, which, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> Waddell's is starting to actually carry milkweed seed in packets, in bulk, and by the ounce at our store. We've also been learning um, that they very, unfortunately have a lot of predators before they've hatched. We've been, um, they've been learning who eats monarch eggs and the young larvae and the, uh, when the predation event occurs. Uh, a total of 75 insect and, and spider species um, give those eggs and young larvae a run for the money. We followed up by monitoring those eggs in the field and even with surveillance cameras confirming um, what has happened. Surprisingly, a lot of that happened in the evening. Um, common predators included spiders. Earwig, 
Cree uh, tree uh, crickets, and primarily plant-feeding small milkweed bug. But what is the most important thing, really, Tim, is a lot of times milkweed looks like a weed. Yeah. And it's not really a pretty plant. So here's what Michigan State is suggesting. Okay. That's why I think this article is important. Finally, we've been interested in what we can do to enhance the monarch laying is actually making the plant look better and the survival. Longtime observers of monarchs have noticed that when given the choice, females greatly prefer laying their eggs on young plants. Our studies show by late June, common milkweed around the area have become relatively unattractive for monarch egg laying. In addition, once they start flowering, common milkweed attracts a number of ants and, what else, more predators. These observations has led us to new approaches on managing. So every gardener knows, cutting off milkweed stems above the ground simply causes it to, ha regenerate from the roots. We have found by mowing approximately one-third of the common milkweed stems in a patch in mid-June, the second third in mid-July, regenerating stems are more attractive, increasing the monarch egg laying up to tenfold and reducing predator numbers by half because they're younger plants. Now, this is the initial study, but they're going to be repeating the study again this year. So maybe some of that, Tim, is actually like when a perennial looks spent. Yeah. Um, peonies, poppies, and I'm sorry to say, when iris starting to go downhill, what do we do? We immediately clean up the plant, and here comes the mother plant. The mother plant starts shooting up for next year's growth. Well, milkweed probably has enough oomph in it that it'll probably set new root, come up right up from the ground, and we're not looking for the flower. We're looking for foliage. New foliage, more monarch increase. Uh-huh. So it's kind of cool little study yeah. that uh, might have a benefit. Maybe it's not, not everybody's got a fence row in their backyard. Right. Maybe, though, there's a corner behind the shed where there's one spot or two that could be their, quote-unquote, native little area in their yard. Maybe a little patch that has milkweed in combination with, they've, they've mentioned, where bare dirt with a little moisture, soft, cool dirt, um, somewhere there's a muddy spot sometimes. Um, they, you see them sometimes landing all over the, mm -hmm. uh, in the summertime. Oh, that's just making a draw for those, uh, those butterflies. Okay. <laughs> kind of a, kind of a cool idea. Yeah, really. Wow. Yep. So, um, um, maybe you can do your part. Last week we talked about, um, Kalamazoo fishes and loaves, how you could increase maybe a little something, an extra, mm -hmm. uh, planting a little extra for somebody. Well, maybe this year, this week is planting a little extra for your butterflies at the same time. There you go. Did you know that a thick, healthy lawn works like a giant air conditioner to help cool your home? Keeping your lawn healthy will save you money on your energy bill. If your summer lawn needs help, see the lawn pros at Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center. They'll recommend giving your lawn the best summer meal, Scott's Step 3. Scott's Step 3 with iron delivers more greening power than regular lawn foods and won't burn micronutrients it needs now to strengthen roots and provide longer greening. The 5,000 square foot size of Scott's Step 3 is just $18.99. With all the humid weather lately, lawn diseases are becoming very common. Now is the time to prevent and control lawn diseases with Scott's Disease X. It takes care of dollar spot, red thread, brown spot, and more. Plus, it starts working in just 24 hours. Get the 5,000 square foot size of Scott's Disease X for just $21.99. For just $21.99 at Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center, located on Texas Drive at the corner of Milliman 12th Streets. Or shop anytime at Waddell's.com. Hey, Linda. How are you today? Can I be of help? 
Yes, um, you were talking about uh, shrubs, mm-hmm. like the Black Hill Spruce and that, mm-hmm. and we have um, our property that was farmland is now being developed for a school, but we have a good five acres, mm-hmm. and we've noticed a lot of the wildlife is now coming into our enclosed yard, and I'm just wondering if there's if the spruce would work along our fence line back there to kind of keep the... Well, not to keep the animals out because we like to watch them, but if they would be good for like putting as a barrier between mm-hmm. the school and our yard. And Linda, I would say yes right away. My reasoning okay. is, um, if and I like my other plants. That I'm about to tell you, okay? Mm-hmm. So pine, love it. White pine is one of my favorites. It's our state tree. But mm-hmm. Linda, it can burn burn fairly good if you are out in the wind. And number mm-hmm. two, you are describing where you almost could use a barrier with that school someday. And right. so Black Hill spruce is actually a little thicker than pine, and it has way less disease problems than sometimes Austrian or Scotch pine do. So it's thick in the winter, and it won't burn like on that west exposure. Sometimes you have that mm-hmm. winter scald. Black Hill spruce yeah. is very good for totally out you know like in a hayfield yeah no problem no problem um we grow those wide open at our farm just like you said in an open mm-hmm. hayfield and they do great that and how big do they get they're probably in that 30 uh, my my average is probably in that 25 to 50 range it's an average mm-hmm. size spruce it's a it's a plant that's going to take a little little longer than norway mm-hmm. and white pine norway spruce and white pine are very fast growers these lindo probably put that six to 12 inches of growth out a year that or Serbian spruce. Both of those are very nice spruce that can tolerate that exposure. Okay, great. So when you're when you're doing it, Linda, then give it a fighting chance. Plant mm-hmm. them with some sphagnum peat moss to hold that moisture in. We've been mm-hmm. very dry. Plant them with composted cow manure, and we can show you how. And then there's a, a beneficial mics that you can put on. And it'll okay. sti- stimulate those Black Hill spruce roots to get them settled and rooted in. The last thing you okay. want is to plant out on a fence row and then lose one. Right. Third thing right. is maybe to, it, I know it's a long ways away, place little moats around them. That, so when even with a tractor with water or somewhere, you can make sure those plants are getting getting moisture when they, uh, when they do get water and not a runoff. Okay. Okay. And then I have one other question for you. Please. Um, we are trying to grow our tomatoes in pots this year because we've had so many problems last year. All of ours got diseased and we didn't get any fruit off of them. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying pots this year, but they've gotten so big on top. We were going to um, put like cages, big cages around them and kind of semi-sit them in the dirt, like yep. the bottom of it. Yep. And then put the big cages around them. Mm-hmm. Do you think that would work? It would. It would. The okay. bigger the pot, you got to mm-hmm. figure a tomato is a succulent. And so as much room as you give it, it will mm-hmm. fill that whole size. So how big is your pot, Linda? 12 um, inches across? 15? At least, yeah. They're pretty big. Okay. We bought them from one of the um, places like Winkies and that, and they had them in huge pots. So no we- problem. So the quicker you could probably set them in the, bo- in the ground halfway in and halfway out, mm-hmm. you're going to probably get less splash Mm-hmm. with them in the pots rather than watering them on the ground. Number two, being raised, um, mm-hmm. they're going to dry out a little faster. So when you sink them in the ground, that soil probably will stay a little cooler. Mm-hmm. So that's I, I was wondering. I'd say mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a great idea. You can set yeah, your, your cages around in the soil then rather than mm-hmm. in the pot so they don't right. tip over. And, yeah, that would be a mm-hmm. good idea. Okay. All right. Great. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you, Linda, All for right. the call. What's been bugging you? Waddell's plant doctors have the answers and the top quality fertilone products to get rid of whatever insects and plant diseases you've been noticing. Have you noticed a surge of insects in your lawn, landscape, and around the home? Protect your family and home with easy-to-apply Bug Blaster 2. 
granular bug blaster can be applied to your lawn, landscape, and your home's perimeter to kill ants, ticks, earwigs, fleas, and more, and it's on sale right now at Woodell's. Get a 25-pound bag for just $19.99. Are you finding holes in your begonias, tomatoes, or marigolds? Apply Slug Killer to prevent slugs from eating your hostas, flowers, and vegetables. Snail and Slug Control is on sale this week, too. Get the 2.5-pound bag for just $10.99. If you're not sure what you need to take care of what's been bugging you, we're going to sample to show the friendly people at Woodell's to get the right quality Fertilone products you need to keep your landscape looking great. Woodell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center, located on Texas Drive at the corner of Millman 12th Streets, or shop anytime at Woodell's.com. We continue with this morning's special edition of Over the Garden Fence with your host, Andy Woodell. Off for the holiday weekend, but we'll be back live in the studio next Saturday morning. So hang on to those comments and questions. And speaking of which, we'll uh, listen back to a few more of those. We'll start that off with caller Steve. Thank you for having me. I got 38 plus for for box elders. Mm -hmm. Is that it? 38 plus? Is it a powder or liquid? No, it is a it is a liquid. Now. What I want to do is you're seeing that um, box elder bugs, you could use seven indoors or outdoors, the home defense around the outside of the property itself. But box elder can be a real pain. They can harbor like on that sunny spot right now. They really are um, can be a nuisance getting inside and outside the house. You're right. I yeah. got tons of them. Yeah, yeah. I would say around the base of the house, the, the home defense in combination really works good. You're going to see that combination. We have them really bad, and maybe it's a lot of it is I got a lot of natural area around me, Steve. But um, if you don't do something, come winter, they find that warmth inside. They will, out of a million of them, a couple are going to sneak inside. And that's when they end up being a pain. I've had that too, but they don't fly much. They kind of stay where they're at. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like those um, the ladybugs that bite. Um, the European, you know, those those can be a nuisance too. That home defense um, can be sprayed around the outside perimeter and and take care of a lot. Okay, now it doesn't hurt anything when you spray it, aluminum siding or vinyl or anything. That's what I said earlier. I like to take one little spot in the back corner, spray it first, let it dry ten minutes, see what you think. I have sprayed it on my white siding and had no effect whatsoever. So I just like people to test it. Okay. But if if it's if not, go below the siding. Go go down at the baseboards or the foundation of the house. Go on go on the rock itself. Okay. Okay. Very good. All right, Steve. Good luck. And that that home defense is is separate from this thirty eight plus. Then. Right? Yep. Yep. I like that thirty eight plus in the in the grounds itself, and then the home defense right on the house itself, and right okay. on the right on the border. Okay. Very good. Thank okay. you. All right. I just tell you. Again, Sorry, I made you laugh. When 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 we're off the air, we talk about things, you know. And and we were discussing, I believe it was the process of chasing a bat. Oh my gosh! And I actually one time in a previous married life, we were up in the on the third floor, and a bat <laughs> got in the room. Right? Oh yeah. I ended up using a child's ping pong net. <laughs> you know, one yeah. of those things a tabletop yeah. thing. Yeah. That was the only way that I could trap him so that we could get him outside. Yeah. I just And usually, Jim, it's either in the middle of the night, you're you yeah. know, you're half asleep. Um, the thing usually you feel something go by your face. Mm-hmm. Whoof, whoof, and it's probably um halftime it's your spice spouse going, Honey, get up. There's something there's something over me. Yeah. And um my previous home, oh boy, we had him really bad. We had a 
attic fan, which I love, Jim. You close all the windows up at, at night. Yay. Open up your bedroom window, turn on the attic fan. All that nice breeze would come through the house. But when the attic fan turned off and the wind was blowing just right, the louvers wouldn't drop. And boom, in come those, <laughs> in come those bats. So yes. if, if you... Um, from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. We, and that's what I'm trying to say. Maybe today is the day to look at a bat box. Mm -hmm. Come down and maybe that's maybe not a, a butterfly today or a, a, a hummingbird area. Maybe it's a bat. And maybe there's a problem that you can just put the bats in the right spot. They might go to this. But if you do have a bat in your home, <laughs> they are suggesting do not release it in the room of a, you're going to laugh, a sleeping person, yeah. <laughs> an unattended child, uh -huh. somebody mentally impaired or intoxicated. <laughs> so it's probably a good idea. Yeah. But you should ha actually save the bat for rabies testing if you can. Mm -hmm. Capture the bat um, safely if you can. So um, <clears throat> you guys have all chased around a bat in your house. I don't know how safe <sighs> you can be, but wear leather gloves. Uh, you'll laugh at my next one. Place a box or a coffee can over the bat. I know a bunch of you are laughing yeah, right. right now. Mm -hmm. uh, punch a hole in a piece of cardboard and slide the cardboard under the container and trap the bat inside. Yeah. Now, you were talking about, I, I know there are a lot of people out there. The first thing that popped into their mind was, where did I put the tennis racket? Yeah. yeah. Because that seems to be the, you, you could press it to the ground and hold it <laughs> until you can figure out how to get it out of the house. We were on an island on vacation, Ooh. and I'll tell you what, they had those flying cockroaches, mm. and I, I broke a broom trying oh, wow. to get that thing out of her. Well, I'm not trying to kill a bat. I'm just trying to get him out of the house and yes. maybe placing the bat box. Come down and talk to Don or Barb today. You might find where to place that bat box, where to place the mm -hmm. Mason Bee house. You can't just all, all of a sudden um, stick something on a post and expect everything to come. Yeah, It's just like bird feeding. The people that feed year-round have great results. It's the guy like me that says, oh, December 15th, you look outside, oh, there's some cold birds, you know, <laughs> and you stick, you stick, um, you know, a little bird food out. Well, you probably don't see all the results because somebody is, uh, um, it's habitual. They're going to come back. They're going to come back to their favorite restaurant and yep. they're going to, same thing. If you get a bat house in the right spot and a hummingbird in the right area, maybe that hummingbird feeder mm -hmm. is placed over your little wildflower you garden. Go. Need some shade? Woodell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center has more than 100 varieties of locally grown maple trees, oak trees, birch trees, ornamental pear trees, and ginkgo trees. And this week you can save on your favorites, like the Emerald City Tulip Tree. It's a fast-growing uniform shade tree that's already 11 to 13 feet tall, on sale for just $161. You save $28. Of course, no landscape is complete without a maple tree. A red point maple with its brilliant red fall color will be the standout in your neighborhood. The extra large size is now 15% off. Another shade providing beauty is a sycamore. Its peeling bark makes an interesting addition to your landscape. Take one home and save $45 this week. And don't forget, the Michigan Certified Nursery Specialist at Woodells are happy to help you pick out the trees that would do best in your landscape, and getting the right tree at the right price is easy. Woodells Nursery Florist and Garden Center, located on Texas Drive at the corner of Mill and 12th Streets. Call 345-1195 for curbside pickup. Uh, good morning. How are you? Good. Hey, I have a question about a tree that I purchased from your store about oh, five or six years ago. Okay. It's a Cardinal Royal Mountain Ash. Mm -hmm. And I planted it way out in the back uh, five acres here, so I don't keep close track of it. I went out here this week, and that tree is almost defoliated. Yes, sir. Um, is that prone to insect or disease, one or the other? Well...
Um, yes and no. Uh, mountain ash used to used to be one we would sell hundreds of a year. And Doug, it is still a nice tree. The Cardinal Royal is an improved variety of the mountain ash. They can be small leaf. It can be fairly susceptible to leaf spot, black spot, powdery mildew, just like roses. Um, okay. It is a this season, and you, you're probably not going to lose the tree because of this, but this season you had a lot of moisture. Then you had some cool. Then you had a lot of moisture again, and then you had cool. Well, we didn't have any time for that plant, Doug, to dry out, so a lot of those leaves held moisture during the day, and they get a leaf spot and drop. The key okay. thing is maybe next year, if you can, or even late this summer, put one or two fungicide controls on it if it's five years old it's still within spring the concept is if doug you can keep a little foliage on during the summer you will probably have more growth out of the plant when there's no leaves the plant goes dormant and they just try to set their buds for next year so um when we have a dry season and it's not near the moisture that we had this year which has been great for growing but a lot of uh disease has been on uh mountain ash will get that um, second, mountain ash can sometimes be drawn, um, Japanese beetles can be drawn to that. Now, beetles come and go right now, Doug. Um, a few years ago, we didn't have them. This year seems to be a little bigger crop. I was just talking today about this is the year of the bug. So not necessarily drawing your neighbors, but you could apply some seven to that, and that would rid the Japanese beetles on that. You could do a topical spray. Just a couple ideas, and then maybe this fall, Doug, feed it. Get the um, uh, grass away, maybe put a mulch line of four or five or six feet so the, the plant doesn't have as much competition, and put a four-pound bag of a spoma tree tone on in October to encourage better growth for next year. Okay. So those are my ideas. I like mountain ash. From a distance, you can see that, and it's grown up north a lot, up in the UP a lot. You'll see that fruit from a half mile away. It gets bright orange, doesn't it? And the, yes, it the, does. The birds are, are um, and the, the flowers are actually uh, pleasing, and um, the birds love the fruit. So there's a lot of pluses to that mountain ash. There's just a couple, couple minor um, things that you have to work on with that. And where are we at right now in regards to uh, Japanese beetle population? I shook that tree and I didn't get a single beetle that flew off the tree, but, of course, all the dead leaves cascaded down like snowfall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I I would hope I could say that beetles are on their way out, but I probably not. I'm seeing um, our farm did a rating a couple of years ago, and this past two years we didn't even put any traps out at our farm where we grow in Galesburg, Doug, and we didn't trap any. That's a great sign. This past mm -hmm. year we're starting to see them getting into the rose buds and the flowers themselves, so we started putting some, some traps out because of that. So they go in cycles a little bit. Um, I wish I could say we were at the end of them, but they, they tend to be five or seven years ago. We all had them terrible, and then it got less and less, and uh, they tend to go through and move throughout the state. So I'd say you're at the lesser end that we had a few years ago, um, probably more than last year, though, just because of the moisture. You get a dry season, you don't get near as much moisture. They don't harvest as, as well uh, or grow as well coming out of the lawn. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks for your help. Good luck on your mountain ash. Okay. Thank you. News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO. And that will wrap up this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence with your host, Andy Waddell. Tune in each and every Saturday morning in the 9 o'clock hour during the growing season. Over the Garden Fence brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floral Garden Center, 
located right there at the corner of Milliman 12th.